Well, hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Thursday. It is the 22nd of July. So, if you are an Olympic Games fan, they are coming closer to to officially starting. It will be uh, in the U.S. It will officially start uh, tomorrow morning. Um, So, if that is your thing, I hope you get some time to, to watch the Olympics. I know there is still some uh, controversy swirling around the Olympics, and um, the director of the opening ceremonies was just fired, and there's uh, some cases of COVID that have popped up. As of right now, it is still on. By the time you listen to this recording, it may or may not still be. I don't believe they're going to cancel it at any point now, but anything's possible. So, hopefully, it uh, is able to to actually um, come to fruition. We will see. So, if that happens, I hope you have some time to enjoy, if that's your thing. If not, then you don't have to worry about all that I just said. Alright, so, today is uh, another good day, I hope. I hope it's uh, heading into a... A great weekend for you as well. I'll talk uh, more about that later on. Thank you for joining me. Let's get to it. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. All right, time to get to the news. My first news story um, comes from CBSNews.com, and it is by Musadiq Bidar. And it's about um, another member of the, uh, I guess, the Twitter hack that happened back in July of 2020 has been arrested. So, uh, the Spanish National Police have arrested Joseph O'Connor... 22 years old in Estonia on Wednesday, according to this article. Um, He could be extradited to the U.S. So he was part of that hack that I was telling you about from July 2020 that compromised more than 130 accounts, including ones belonging to politicians and celebrities. He is a citizen of the U.K. and is also charged with hacks of TikTok and Snapchat as well. And he's uh, charged with cyber-stalking of a juvenile victim. That's what the Department of Justice said. So, uh, if you're not familiar, it was um, a very high-profile uh, hack that um, hacked, at the time, President nominee Joe Biden. It attacked former President uh, Obama, it's Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, uh, Tesla Elon Musk, it attacked Michael Bloomberg, Bill Gates, um, Kanye, and his then-wife, Kim Kardashian. And they um, they had a tweet that went up asking followers to uh, send $1,000 in Bitcoin, $1,000 in Bitcoin, to an address in exchange for $2,000. They received more than 400 transfers worth of over 100000 before they were uh, officially shut down. Wow, amazing. So, uh, Twitter, you know, stopped it uh, not long after they realized what was happening. uh, So, they were able to lock it down. 
This man O'Connor is the fourth individual to be charged in connection with the uh, with the hack. Previously, they have charged three others for the roles. Uh, a Florida teenager was uh, named Graham Ivan Clark was arrested in Tampa, and he was the one who was said to be the mastermind. So, fascinating, interesting. A year later, they are able to track down the fourth of them to be uh, arrested. All right, so my second news story is going to come from U.S. specific, and it is from uh, CNN.com. And it is an article by Ed Lavendera and Ashley Kilo. And it is about what's happening in Nevada right now. So um, it starts with a story about uh, Robert Taylor and his um, Fade em All barbershops. So what has happened is three of his barbers were out sick with COVID in the last month. Uh, two have been able to return to work. While the third is still uh, waiting to be cleared. And he says, uh, Robert Taylor says, The barbershop is a place of transparency, truth, debates, and brotherhood. Uh, he himself suffered from COVID uh, last year. Um, he was reluctant to get the vaccine, but uh, once they became widely available, he... he uh, started to do research and he started to see how uh, friends and employees this summer have been so he got his vaccine and now seeing what's happening again to people around him his community he has even partnered with local health officials to open up shops as vaccine clinics uh, during on the weekend so he's opened his barber shop to vaccine clinics on the weekend over the past two weeks 18 people have been vaccinated um, I know the, the you know the article says it doesn't sound like a lot, but Taylor, he takes comfort in knowing that each shot makes a difference, um, especially as this Delta variant is uh, becoming the dominant strand. And he says, people who are like, well, it's not 100% protection, and I'm like, well, nothing is 100%. It's not 100%, you'll make it home, but you put on a seatbelt, and that vaccine is a seatbelt. So, uh, numbers recently... Um, again, that have come out. So we know um, communities of color, Hispanic and non-Hispanic black people, are uh, both about twice as likely to die of COVID than non-Hispanic white people. And the life expectancy in the U.S. fell by a year and a half in 2020, primarily due to the increases in death due to COVID. All right. That's according to data by the CDC. So, uh, for black people, life expectancy fell by 2.9 years, from 74.7 years to 71.8. For white people, it fell from uh, it fell 1.2 years, from 78.8 to 77.6. And Hispanic people um, had a three three year change, which is officially the biggest, from 81.8 years to 78.8. Um, so they, they started this article out with looking at the barbershop, but what's happening in Nevada in general is in Clark County, which includes Las Vegas, 
only 39% of the total population is fully vaccinated. In early June, the county reported about 130 new cases per day in its 14-day moving average, but that has jumped now. On Tuesday, the county reported 675 new cases. Hospitalizations also went up from 178 in mid-June to more than 900 this week in Clark County. Uh, there is still a lot of vaccine um, hesitancy, and this Delta variant is really, really coming through. Um, and it's really, really changing things right now. Um... You know, there's a Reno, Nevada has a 48% of being fully vaccinated, but um, they say there's a um, a doctor who says that the interest has decreased a lot. He is, um, I'm sorry, it's the county district health officer named Kevin Dick, and he says uh, it's really disheartening. It's frustrating. We just need people to step up and do the right thing for themselves and for their communities. They, he said they used to basically have long lines at these uh, drive-through vaccine uh, clinic type things. And now uh, they went from 2,800 vaccine doses per day to now 140 per day. Yeah. They even tried to do a, um, a million-dollar jackpot for people who you know were getting vaccine that they could put their name in and possibly win. And at, while they were announcing this, uh, there was a person with a bullhorn yelling that vaccines were destroying people, um, which is not the case. And, you know, the governor had to say, there's an individual that doesn't understand that the vaccines are totally safe. They've been tested and we're helping save lives, which is what we're doing. So stay safe, get your vaccine. Uh, um, yeah. Stay safe. All right. Time to switch over to some positive news. It's time for some positive news. All right. Well, the positive news, of course, will start out. And my first positive news story comes from Good News Network, and it is by the Good News Network team. And it is about a fisherman who has uh, a wonderful lunch i'll get to it and here we go a crab fisherman found uh an amazing orange orange mellow pearl in his lunch so he's a 40 year old fisherman uh from uh thailand and i don't want to pronounce his name because I will butcher it. I didn't uh, look up pronunciation. So he um, caught a snail while while looking for crabs. And he boiled his seafood for a meal. When he was uh, slicing off the cooked meat, he hit something hard and found a pearl. It was a bright yellow-orange pearl. He brought it to his younger brother, who was able to look on the internet and said that it may be an expensive, uh, mellow pearl. And he says, My family had been fishing for generations, but I believe our fate is about to change because of my lunch. They're holding it um, in a plastic container wrapped in cotton and uh, has not yet been weighed. 
they're waiting for the officers from the Department of Marine and Coastal Resources and uh, local fisheries department to come and check it out, the authenticity of it right now. But they've had plenty of, of neighbors who have come to take a look at it. Um, he says they will be ready to sell when the officers come to, to show tell them that it is. He said, we know that the pearl is expensive, so we want to give it to the person at the right price after it has been checked. So this this particular pearl style has uh, a recent track record. In February, there was a trucker who found a similar pearl in uh, the Chamburi province. And a fisherman, Hitachi uh, Neo, all right, I won't say the last name. He found one in January. Hitachi was offered up to $351,000 for the 7.68 gram precious gem. So this um, fisherman who just found it may also end up with some money uh, in that area. I don't know the uh, weight or anything yet. But uh, kudos to him and his family if if they are able to uh, sell it for that amount of money. I hope it is... Super life-changing in a positive way. My second positive news story uh, comes from uh, KMBCnews.com. And it is uh, by uh, Kelly Eckerman. So, in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, there's a children's hospital called uh, Mercy Hospital, or Children's Mercy Hospital, a seven-year-old cancer survivor showed up with donations. All right. His name is Trip Hughes, and with his mother, uh, Krista Hughes, they had a truck filled with toys for the Children's Mercy Hospital. So, the reason, because he just completed his cancer at chemotherapy, and he was super grateful to everyone there. He said, they'd offer anything to make us just feel at home as possible. So we just wanted them to also feel the way that they made us feel. So him and his mother started a toy drive, and it just kept growing. And uh, they were able to collect 4,400 toys in uh, more than 100 boxes. And she says, we just wanted to make sure that we got everything the hospital needed to be able to give back what they gave us. Pretty impressive numbers. Um, So... Part of the reason is during the pandemic, patients were not allowed to share their toys, so the children, after playing with them, would bring them home with them. Um, so, as uh, Tripp says, I love it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's not what Tripp says. It's Greg Rosenboom, uh, who is uh, a director of, of um, I forget his specific title. It doesn't say in the article. It said it in the video I watched. But Greg Rosenboom, he said, I love it. He just went through a really tough time in his life, and his thought was, how can I give back and help other kids that are going through tough things? Because they were running out of toys, and this is not the uh, the busy time for toy donations, so they weren't really getting them. Tripp said that he could not wait to make the donation, and when he donated, they also gave him... Uh, a chance to ring the uh, bell again. That The bell signifies the end of your cancer treatment. So he was able to ring that bell again. So great work, Trip. I'm happy you uh, have completed your chemotherapy. And now that you 
have given back. Great work. Great job. So this is going to bring me to my positive step thought quote for the day. So today, I want you to think about decisions. All right, I know, I know. We are presented with these all the time. Almost every moment of every day, we are presented with decisions. Now, what exactly does that mean? Okay. You make decisions in everything you do. The decision to get out of bed is a decision. The decision to take a shower, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, not eat breakfast, have a cup of coffee. Everything is a decision. Sometimes it's a routine decision, but it's still a decision. You could skip it for one day. But sometimes we also have to make even larger decisions. Yeah, that happens, I know. It happens to all of us. So we sometimes push those decisions back for days, uh, maybe even weeks. And we can uh, get overwhelmed by a decision. We can um, not want to make that decision for whatever reason. But decisions are very important. They are. They really help to push you forward in your life. The decision to change a career. The decision to go back to school. The decision to get married. Buy a house. These are big decisions, but there are small decisions every day, like the decision to read a book, the decision to see a friend. All decisions can lead you to a positive or negative path, but at least you've made a decision and now you know where to go and how you can correct your decision if you think it was not the right one for you. There's still time to correct decisions. You just might have to make another decision really quickly. So think about how decisions impact your life. Think about how not making a decision has impacted your life as well. And have you let opportunities go by because you haven't made a decision in time? Okay, just think about that and how you can help your decision making process. There are ways, pros, cons list. I know it's old school. Pros, cons, let's help make decisions. Think about it. There's other ways too. Advice from friends, family. Write about it. Write an essay about it. I don't know. Read about it. You know, vaccine, getting a vaccine is a big decision. Make sure you read up on the information. Okay? So the more you learn about the things you want to make decisions on, the better chances you have of making a positive decision for yourself so my quote today comes from Maimonides I had to do that for the pronunciation Maimonides all right Maimonides um, was a medieval Sephardic Jewish philosopher who became one of the most prolific and influential Torah scholars of the Middle Ages Maimonides and his quote goes like this. The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. One more time. The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. 
If you make a wrong decision, you might be able to correct it. But if you never make the decision, you'll never know. That's it. You can correct a wrong decision, but you can't make a decision that's never happened. Or you can't correct it that's never happened. The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. You got this. I know you do. Thank you very much, everybody, for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Think about those decisions. Enjoy Olympics if that's your thing. If not, find something else to enjoy. I'll be here with you again next week, and we'll be back with all new episodes of The Daily Optimist. Until then, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. If you ever want to reach out to me, you can find me on social medias. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there. You can also email thedailyoptimist at yahoo.com. All right, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Until next time, everybody, please be well.